What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to a new episode of the Phoenix MMA and Podcast, Phoenix MMA and Fitness Podcast. Um, if uh, if I have any interruptions or I get off uh, train of thought or uh, if you hear the, the road noise, the, the studio for the podcast is the car today. Um, so this episode doing an update for, um, we had a busy weekend. Uh, today's Sunday, Easter Sunday, so hope every hope everyone is having a good uh, Sunday or had a good Sunday. Um, yeah, the, so far Sunday's going good. Uh, Easter's going pretty sweet. Uh, yesterday was a good day, uh, morning tonight. Uh, heading to my parents' house right now to mow the grass and weed eat. Um, since both my parents recently had uh, had surgery, so they can't they can't do their lawn stuff right now. So uh, get it, we'll get that done. But uh, but update for um, for yesterday, we had a really uh, successful and busy uh, Saturday. Um, so during the day, we had a Naga um, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu tournament, grappling tournament. We had a Naga. Uh, it was in Lebanon. Um, we had a good group that went. I believe we had eight competitors compete. Um, overall, overall team, uh, we placed fifth place uh, with eight competitors, uh, eight adults. Um, but overall adult, we placed fifth place uh, with a, a good team, but a relatively small team. Um, uh, that was overall and. and the points are different for each one, but just it just happened to come out where it's clean. We got fifth place uh, overall adult. We got fifth place no gi, and we also got fifth place uh, gi. They're not identical points. It just just happened to be that way. Um, so with a good team, but relatively small team, fifth place, uh, not bad. So um, uh, as as we grow and we have everybody's on different schedules as well. We had jujitsu tournament and MMA and kickboxing uh so we're you know we're spread multiple different directions and everybody's on different schedules so not everybody's competing at the same tournament or the same fight um but that was uh very good um standouts that that did really well uh aldo won his gi division cal won his gi division um uh, uh hunter duff won his division both in gi and no gi um yeah, they had some. He had some good battles. Um, uh, Zach won his Nogi division, and Kale uh, give give credit uh, Kale some cred. Uh, he won his Nogi. He won his division, and he won the absolute. So all the weight classes combined. Um, and he had some uh, some difficult matches as well. We had to go into overtime and uh, had to dig deep to win. So uh, Kale uh, definitely give him some cred. Uh, he, uh, brought home, uh, the absolute belt, uh, for his division. Um, so yeah, it's really good. Uh, that, that's awesome. That's a good sign. Um, uh, everybody that competed did very well. Um, we have things that we need to learn, uh, work on and learn, of course. Um, but that's the reason why you compete. Um, and ultimately if you, uh, do a tournament or you have a fight and you don't have a serious injury after it and you are good to go uh, the following week, then we're in a good place. 
Uh, we want to get first, and we want to win every match, but uh, we're not going to win every match or every fight. Um, as long as uh, a loss doesn't deter you or, or stop you from training or competing or make you stop and uh, take a big break, um, uh, then, then we're, we're good. We're, we're gold. That's the whole, the whole point. Um, I will say I have an older podcast on how to deal with a loss. Uh, if you recently lost in the tournament uh, or in a fight, uh, definitely that one's a good one to check out. Um, but one of my recommendations I would give is after you suffer a loss, uh, to to not take a big layoff. If you take a big layoff, it's it will sting. It'll it'll last longer. Um, so we have a AGF that's I believe it's the 28th of next month. So April May, May 28th. It's in Lebanon, so the same venue. It's a close tournament. Um, it'll be similar competition uh, level as Naga. Uh, so, so for some of us that are getting ready for larger tournaments, it's a good one to stay active. So most of you are still building our experience. It's, uh, it's another one to get more good matches in. So you got about five weeks out um, from that. And uh, like I said, it, if you, it's, no matter what, staying, as long as you're healthy um, and your schedule, your life schedule, your work schedule, your training schedule will work, um, staying busy and active is how you get really good. Um, when you win... Um, if you, instead of just resting on your laurels and like, you know, uh, you know, lots of people will do that. They'll, they'll win something, they'll accomplish something and they'll rest, they'll enjoy it, rest and enjoy it for a little bit too long. Um, and you'll lose your momentum. So if you win and then you consistently compete again, you'll, your, your winning momentum will continue. It'll, uh, and you'll, you'll gain more speed. Uh, if you suffer a loss, uh, it can stick with you longer if you if you have a longer layoff in between competitions or fights. Um, so as long as you're healthy, uh, getting back going is a, is a good idea. So the AGF is a, is a, is a local tournament that's in the near future. Gives enough time uh, to maybe if you got some uh, some swelling on ankles or elbows or uh, things like that, got some rest time to heal up and uh, also time to stay in shape and um, and get right back on it. Um, so yes, yes, yes. Let's see. Yeah, kale, kale, absolute. Yeah, it's a really, it's a really good one. Uh, that's our first absolute win uh, for students uh, at the gym. So that's a that's a good accomplishment. Um, our first belt that one of our students have brought back. Um, yeah. So many more to come. Uh, and uh, really, we're, now we're starting to get uh, several uh, athletes that that can take home the the absolute divisions. Um, that are in the correct weight, the correct size. So heavyweight, light heavyweight, middleweights that are getting skillful enough. So we should be uh, getting more absolute uh, belts. Uh, each tournament, we should have more and more. Um, this, uh, see, uh, for the events, the MMA fight, kickboxing fight, uh, we lost two close fights. Uh, we could have won both of the fights. They were both, both close fights, had opportunities to win. Uh, Curtis Bailey lost uh, 29-28, judge of school hard. Um, uh, to, I'll have to rewatch it once we get the, the pay-per-view and we get the footage once they upload it. Um, I'll have to rewatch it. Uh, from what I recall, uh, the last 30 seconds of the first round uh, was probably a deciding factor. It was a very close uh, round one. And then the last 30 seconds, his opponent uh, threw a flurry and didn't uh, Curtis wasn't was never rocked was never damaged in the fight uh, never took a lot of damage um, it was just a matter of his opponent 
put more uh, put more volume out in the last 30 seconds. Uh, this is a learning lesson for everybody when it uh, comes to both kickboxing and MMA scoring. Um, that uh, especially when it's a two minute round, uh, the last 30 seconds. Um, way heavy with the judges when it's close when it's a close round and, and both people are their volumes pretty similar they're both landing good shots but neither person's been dropped uh they're there and i've judged before and then when it's really really tough that last 30 the last 30 seconds of the round um can tip the scales for sure and and it's a big tip because it could the round could be very very even and you just put more volume on in the last bit uh but the the 10 point must system it's a 10 9 and uh and that's a that's a, a large uh scoring gap so it, you know that that one round could nearly be a draw but you can eke it out and then it looks like two rounds or it is two rounds to one doesn't look like it um but very close fight uh curtis hurt him in the second round uh, curtis never got hurt um we had some we had some trickiness done with it the his opponent was the correct height that he uh said but uh i think uh, originally he was weight class his opponent was 285 pounds uh he showed up and weighed in at 345 pounds so you know about 70 pounds overweight uh so you know uh curtis curtis didn't care he was ready to fight and was was happy after the fight too just just happy he got got to punch somebody um that's gonna happen also that's a learning experience for everybody when it comes to amateur kickboxing and amateur mma um when there's not money on the line and there's not fight purses uh the the it's just not as strict um when it comes to weight classes people missing weight or giving accurate weights and heights uh that is that is part of the amateur game uh they're if you can, when you find a promotion that that's not an issue with, you're just thankful for it uh, because it's it's going to happen. It's just the nature of being uh, when it comes to amateur events. Um, Cameron uh, lost via arm triangle in round two. Uh, I'm really excited to see once we get the footage for that one. Uh, Cameron had uh, the the fight card was actually a pretty good uh, match and exciting uh, card. Uh, otherwise, Cameron Cameron could have fight of the night when it like performance like excitement him and his opponent but that one had a lot of really good fights on it so if you um if you went to it or you watched it it was a it was a cool event to to go and watch there was a lot of really good fights on it um aries puts on uh good fights they have high school level uh fighters that come in from out of state uh and in state it's and it's an amateur and pro card um say i believe it was diego lima um he was there cornering one of his amateurs, uh, UFC fighter. Um, so they're uh, his American top team. So they they bring in good talent, and um, yeah. So it, it also with them, none of the fights are going to be easy. So they they matched uh, the majority of the fights I saw that I actually got to watch. They were pretty evenly matched as well. So there weren't big blowouts. Um, so it's they're difficult fights. Uh, Cameron's fight the, or the first round, the first ten seconds, uh, him and his opponent both flash KO'd each other. Uh, they both dropped each other in the first ten seconds. Cameron with a straight right, I believe his opponent with a lead uh, right hook as he as he was a southpaw. Um, Cameron recovered uh, a split second faster than his opponent, uh, took him down. They then had a scramble back up. Uh, Cameron took him down again. Um, when there was a lot of scrambling in that, uh, got back exposure. Cameron took his back, um, had a rear naked choke, uh, locked, was too high and too far to the right and slipped off. 
lost the rear naked choke. His opponent then was on top. Uh, his opponent almost rear naked choked him. Uh, similar thing. I, I believe he was too far to the. I think he was too far to the right too, because I remember seeing Cameron's chin slip underneath it, and the guy fell. He was too high as well. Um, I say in the in the first round, I think Cameron might have landed three or four takedowns in the first round, and he dropped his uh, opponent. Yeah, he got very close on a rear naked choke, and he had a good bite on a Kimura. Um, but I would give the first round to Cameron uh, for sure. Two two close submission attempts nearly knocked out his opponent, and uh, yeah, either th- two two or three takedowns, may- maybe even more than that. But a lot a lot of scrambling. He had more top position, more takedowns, more submission attempts, and uh, they both knocked uh, both uh, knocked each other down. Uh, round two, uh, Cameron and his opponent were very fatigued, and I would say. With when that situation in that situation, they're both fatigued, both uh, both damaged, um, and in the second round, his opponent, um, I would say the the smartest thing he did, nothing nothing complicated, very simple, came forward with uh, maybe a, a cross hook combination, but when both of them were tired uh, and both of their hands were dropping and wide, um, came in with a really basic punch combination, landed good shots. Um, uh, staggered Cameron, uh, then his opponent charged him, Cameron, uh, teeped him to stop the charge, uh, single legged him, took him down, uh, had some top ride time and half guard, his opponent got back to guard, ultimately, uh, ultimately his opponent got back to his feet, uh, from there landed more good shots, uh, Cameron attempted a low single, um, uh, his opponent, it was a low single, and his opponent was uh, throwing shots, uh, trying to trying to finish him. Uh, something landed at some point. Uh, Cameron then uh, was on bottom. His opponent, uh, and when I talked to Cameron after it, he, he said that uh, he, he doesn't know how he got to the arm triangle. So something, if you've never been hit with a really hard uh, punch or kick to the head, um, and we talked about this on the feet as well. When you take a really, really hard shot, it has a blinding effect. To me, to me, it reminds me of a TV uh, losing signal. Uh, so when Cameron said he, he couldn't, he didn't know where the arm triangle came from. So it was, it was difficult to defend um, because the arm triangle was locked uh, before he realized that it was uh, was coming. Um, so a couple different things when you get hit in the head really hard with punches and kicks, there is a there's a blinding uh, factor. Um, to me, it it, it always feels uh it's always felt like uh like a tv losing signal like kind of like burn um and there's a it's 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 you can't see for a few seconds so there's like a shocking uh, effect where you can't see uh what's going on so if you ever see a fighter take a really hard shot and they kind of see just seem disoriented or dizzy um they they probably are disoriented and dizzy but also it's kind of like they're in a dark room and it takes two or three seconds before they can clearly see again um so it's a good time to follow up with, with good shots, uh, good accurate shots, uh, because they can't see where they're coming from. A uh, similar thing where it's a good time to, to go for a submission uh, because you can lock it before your opponent can, can see or perceive what's going on. Uh, and then as they uh, come to in that two to three seconds, you have a fully locked submission. Uh, but his opponent uh, landed a arm triangle uh, from side control in round two uh, for, for the victory. Um that was, I mean, it was a really good fight. When you when you watch it, um, like I said, it, it, that fight card had a lot of really exciting fights. Uh, 
on a normal one, it could be fight of the night. Uh, they had several fights that were like that, so it's a uh, good promotion, good fights. They were well matched, uh, even uh, even matchups from what I saw with good talent and the opportunity to go pro, uh, professional. Uh, I was texting the matchmaker this morning, and uh, and we're we're looking to fight uh, more often on their events. So. Um, with those being said, those are both winnable fights. Uh, Curtis is uh, 30 seconds in the first round. Uh, we get the decision. Uh, a couple other things just with training camp and a, a little adjustments. Uh, me and him, I've already spoke about it, and those are just uh, uh, life things, life and work things. So little adjustments, and we can, and that's a and that's a fight we win. It's a winnable fight. But his opponent fought well, and it, both of them in the end round three, they were both completely gassed as well so he, he pushed hard to, to finish uh cameron's fight also a winnable fight they, they both uh almost almost knocked each other out in the first round and both almost uh, submitted each other in the first round uh but that was cameron's second fight uh so he's now one and one but this is the perfect time to get tested um you do want to there there is a bit of you don't want to go into too deep of waters uh too early so when you're still a developing fighter you don't want to go against somebody for your second fight that's seven and oh uh but you can also have the opposite um the opposite happen that's negative where you get to seven and oh or five and oh and you've never been tested um the sooner you can feel that in your career the better the the sooner that you can feel what it feels like to be like redlined like you're completely fatigued completely gassed um uh, say like the one of the things that Cameron had was the rear naked choke um, that uh, learning how to settle in that position focusing on uh, controlling the pin and um, taking just a little bit time more time but that's it's difficult I can say it other people can tell you it you can hear it in interviews um, but until you actually live the experience you don't understand what it's like to punch someone on the chin uh, and think you're just about you just about knock them out because you just did, um, and then the adrenaline rush that you get um, when you're trying to finish the fight, uh, and so that's that that takes time. When you watch amateur fights, they're very high intensity. Uh, the bodies are more tense, and then when you see pros, they're they're more relaxed when they need to be. They're still explosive when necessary, but more relaxed, and um, and it's even necessary just to fight five. Uh, five-minute rounds for a title fight or just five-minute rounds in general. Um, the three-minute rounds at amateur oftentimes look like a sprint um, uh, just just off of experience. So uh, me and Cameron have spoke on the adjustments he needs to make. Um, again, winnable fight, but we still have adjustments that have skill, skills that we need to work on. Uh, and then it doesn't make it a winnable fight. It makes it where we have a significant advantage in the fight um, instead of being even. Um, so yeah, those that that's the update on uh, how the tournament went, how the fights went. We had more people compete in the tournament. We had more people medal as well. I'm just going over the 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 I, I guess for the tournament the the well, tournament champions uh, in their divisions because a lot of people and people that I listed before uh, on that list did did multiple divisions and they they might have got silver, bronze, and their other ones. But just for time, just going over that. Um, but it was a good Saturday uh, from both the tournament and the fights. Everybody is healthy. Um, you know, a little bit of, like, inflamed ankle, a little bit of bruising on face, uh, on s- some head and faces, but um, but no serious damage. So we get right back to work next week. Um, get right back to work uh, tomorrow, honestly. Um, we have this coming Saturday, we have... Um, this coming Saturday, we have... 
the Nashville Open, so that's in Franklin at the Williamson County Ag Center. Uh, the Nashville Open is an international Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation tournament, so it's a higher skill level tournament. Um, we have a few competitors in that uh, that are that are going to do very well. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we have at least a couple tournament champions uh, for that. Um, and then after that, we have Atlanta Open. Uh, that's also an IBJJF tournament. We have the AGF, the end of, again, May. Yeah, the end of May. Uh, and the promoter for Aries, the, the promotion we fought in last night, uh, the, the matchmaker texted me this morning and sent me a list of four events. And I believe it was June, July, August, September. So it's, it's bam, 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 bam. So if you want to fight and if you want to compete, um, shoot me a message on either Instagram or shoot me a text so that we can get you prepared, so we can get you matched up. Um, these are, uh, again, if you if you suffered a loss, either uh, from a fight or in the tournament, uh, I have a, one of the early podcast episodes for the gym, for the Phoenix MMA podcast, is what to do after a loss. Um, I would say probably the... The, the biggest trend, uh, the, the last one, the avoidance behavior as well is a good one. Um, but the biggest trend, uh, I spoke to Kevin. Kevin gave me a break, breakdown of matches from the tournament yesterday. Um, it's pretty cool. This is also first. Good job, everybody. Um, thank you so much for, for coming and training and competing, representing the gym, representing the team. Um, yeah, this is, this is a dream come true. Uh, all, all of y'all are great. You're great students. You're great athletes. You're great fighters. I'm very proud. Um, it's a dream come true uh, that that we couldn't be in the everywhere we needed to be. And I hate it that I couldn't. But I love. But at the same time, I love hate that we we had tournaments during the day in one city, and then in another city we had fights. Um, that's awesome. It's awesome. We we don't want to purposely double book, but that's a that's a great thing. That's that means we're. We're doing something right. Y'all are doing something right. Uh, we're doing very well. We're being very successful. Um, yeah, every everybody's growth of getting very good. Um, the The biggest trend I would say is training volume and conditioning. Uh, we had we had that with several uh, both both fights and tournaments, uh, the, both the fights and the tournament yesterday, um, where uh, training volume and conditioning were issues. So. Um, with that being said, obviously, if you can make it to more classes, more practices, that's going to be better. Um, but uh, also with this, everybody has a uh, life schedule, family schedule, work schedule. So I understand that everybody can't come to the gym six days a week, twice a day. Um, I understand if you, if you want to do a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournament, you don't have to. Um, you don't have to do six days a week, twice a day. Um, what you do need to do, um, if you want to compete, it will also be conditioning outside of the gym. Okay, so I understand if it, you know because the 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 Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu classes, the Muay Thai classes, are on a set schedule, and if your life schedule conflicts with it or work just because things are fluid and things are adjusted, um, that's okay. Uh, but you want to still make sure that you're getting the correct amount of training um, and. And really, if, if you got tired in the fights of the tournaments uh, or, the, or the tournament, uh, conditioning, uh, cardio, uh, and that's going to be a, a mixture of steady-state cardio, high-intensity cardio, but conditioning will be a focus. Um, 
if you're undersized for your weight class, yes, you want to lift and you want to eat and increase your calories and gain weight. But if you are in your weight class, you want to focus on conditioning. Uh, if you are getting fatigued in the tournament, uh, there are going to things that are going to happen, like say uh, minor injuries, sprained ankle, wrist, hand. There will be minor injuries that are always going to happen where they don't stop you completely, but they make it so maybe you can't spar. Um, you can't fully spar. Uh, that's when you're going to, like, say, if you break your, you fracture your right hand and you can't spar. Um, that's when you want to focus on uh, conditioning. So that would be uh, something using your legs. It could be uh, uh, cycling, running, sprinting, uh, swimming. Um, there's going to, you could pull your groin and then it's going to be very tough to do any type of grappling. Um, if that's the case, um, then the same thing. You want to substitute maybe uh, cycling. Uh, you want to do some type of conditioning. Then you want to, when you can't do a sport practice, you want to make sure that you're working in a conditioning uh, session in, in there. Um, if you're if you're on it, um, you know we have several people that lift and then come to the for class, uh, or they're coming to class and then they go lift or do conditioning later in the day or something like that. If you're already on that, you already know uh, you're doing the correct thing. It's just that say you're you know if you were to say hey I can I can only make it to class two days this week, um, then we need to have two. At, at least two hard cardio sessions that week as well so that you're training four times four days a week um, uh, so that you and you know that that might be that you have to well I say if you don't have the time to go uh, to the gym for class it doesn't have to be complicated I was gonna say you might have to get a trainer uh, but really you can go on YouTube and you can find these things uh, you could you could do you could honestly find a 50-yard hill or uh, 20-yard hill, and you could uh, do sprints on that. Sprint up, jog down, sprint up, jog down. You could do it uh, set of 20. Uh, it's not, nice, simple recommendation. And uh, if you think that's easy, uh, it's it's not fun when you're actually sprinting going 100%. Um, but if you want to compete, the, the, the point of it is at least four days a week, you need to get your heart rate elevated. You need to get that that red line feeling where you feel like you can hardly breathe. Uh, you know your face is red or purple, um, and you're gasping for air. Uh, you need that four days a week. Okay, I understand some people have to uh, travel for work um, or just work schedules get busy. Um, luckily, you can do that, and it doesn't. T- it's not a doesn't have to be an hour and a half long session. It doesn't have to be that long. Uh, but we need high intensity at least four days a week. Um, so that'd be my recommendation if you got fatigued, because um, things are going to happen that are going to get get you out of the gym. Family, life, work, uh, minor injury, maybe a, a ringworm, something like that. Um, but you still, if you're going to compete uh, in a jiu-jitsu tournament, wrestling uh, tournament, uh, kickboxing, MMA, uh, your conditioning, uh, your conditioning is something that you have control of because all you need is just a pair of tissue, uh, tennis shoes and, uh, and and grass or a road and you can you can go run. Um, but yeah, everybody did well this weekend. Uh, we had uh, a lot of wins. We had a few losses. Uh, that's to be expected. That's going to happen. Everybody that uh, competed, again, very proud of you. Thank you for um, thank you for going and representing the gym, representing the team. Um, we didn't have any big injuries, so it's very good news. Uh, also, everybody 
that didn't compete, thank you for helping uh, all of our athletes and fighters get ready for the competitions uh, by drilling with them, sparring with them, working with them. Also, we had a lot of people that came and uh, helped with uh, filming and coaching. So thank you so much for everybody. With the help, we would not be able to do it without everybody. So thank you so much. I hope you... Uh, Hope you enjoyed this episode, and uh, it's just really just a recap of the of competition yesterday. And I uh, hope everybody's having a good Easter, and I'll see everybody tomorrow. See you.